Welcome back to the Come Follow Me Read Along. Thanks for joining me. We're reading the scripture passages that go along with the weekly study curriculum of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With generous permission from Thomas Wayment, the BYU Religious Study Center, and Deseret Book, I'll be reading today's chapters from Thomas Wayment's translation, which is titled The New Testament, a translation for Latter-day Saints. So let's start with Hebrews chapter 1. A long time ago, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets in many and various ways. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he established as heir of all things, through whom he created the world. The Son is the radiance of his glory and the character of his essence, and he supports all things through the word of his power. After he made purification for sins, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. By this, he became far greater than the angels, just as he inherited a name that is greater than theirs. To which of the angels has God ever said, You are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. When he brings his firstborn into the world again, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. And he says to the angels, He makes his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire. But regarding his son, he says, Your throne, God, is forever and ever, and the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Because of this, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of rejoicing beyond your companions. And you founded the earth, Lord, from the beginning, and the works of your hands are the heavens. They will perish, but you will remain and all will grow old like a garment of clothing. Like a robe, you will fold them up, and like a garment they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not end. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are the angels not all ministering spirits, sent out to serve those who are to inherit salvation? Chapter 2 Because of this, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away from it. Since the message spoken through angels proved to be so well established, that every transgression and disobedience received a just punishment, how will we escape if we neglect such great salvation? It was first declared by the Lord, and then proclaimed to us by those who heard Him, while God confirmed their witness together with them with signs, wonders, various miracles, and by the gifts of the Holy Spirit that he distributed according to his will. For he did not place the world to come, about which we are speaking, under the direction of the angels. But it has been testified about somewhere, What is man that you remember him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him lower than the angels for a little while. You crowned him with glory and honor. You put all things under his feet." For when he placed all things under his direction, he left nothing outside of his direction. Now, we do not see that all things are under his direction, but we see him who was made lower than the angels for a little while, namely Jesus, who was crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he may taste death for everyone. For it was fitting that he, for whom and through whom all things exist, in bringing many sons and daughters to glory, should make the prince of their salvation perfect through sufferings. 
For the one who makes holy, and those who have been made holy, all have one origin. And so he is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will declare your name to my brothers, and in the midst of your gathering I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I am with the children God has given me. Therefore, since the children share blood and flesh, he also shared in the same experience, so that through death he would destroy the one who has the power of death, which is the devil, and deliver those who were held in slavery to a fear of death all their lives. For certainly it is not angels that he helps, but the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, he was obligated to be made like his brothers and sisters in every way, so that he would become merciful and faithful high priest in the things of God, to make an offering for the sins of the people. For he personally suffered when tempted. He is able to help those who are tempted. Hebrews chapter 3. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters, partners in the heavenly calling, Consider the apostle and high priest whom we confess, Jesus, who is faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all of God's house. For Jesus was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, like a builder who has much more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of all things. Moses was faithful in all of God's house as a servant, to testify of things that would be said later. But Christ is in charge as a son over God's house, and we are his house, if we hold tightly to our confidence and pride that belong to hope. Therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion of the day of testing in the desert, where your ancestors tested me and saw my works for forty years, Therefore I was provoked with that generation, and said, They always wander in their heart. They have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they will not enter into my rest. Be watchful, brothers and sisters, so that there is not anyone among you who has an evil, unfaithful heart that stands apart from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, so that no one from among you is hardened by the deception of sin. For we have become partners with Christ, if we hold tightly to our original confidence in Him to the end. As it says, Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For which ones heard and still rebelled? Was it not all who came out of Egypt under Moses' direction? And with whom was he angry for forty years? Was it not with those who had sinned, whose bodies fell in the desert? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, except those who were disobedient? And we see that they were not able to enter because of unbelief. Hebrews 4 Therefore let us be attentive, while the promise of entering into his rest is open to us, lest any of you should seem to have fallen short of it. For we received the good news just as they did, but the message that they heard did not help them because they were not united with those who heard it in faith. For we who believe enter that rest, just as he said, As I swore in my wrath, they will not enter into my rest. Even though his works were accomplished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken somewhere about the seventh day in this way, God rested on the seventh day from all his works. 
Again in this passage, he said, They will not enter into my rest. Therefore, since it remains for some to enter it still, and those who previously had it proclaimed to them, did not enter because of disobedience. God again appointed a certain day. Today, speaking through David after such a long time, just as it had been said before, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had provided them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For the one who enters into God's rest has himself rested from his works, just as God rested from his own works. Therefore, let us work to enter into that rest, so that no one may fall by the same type of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the point of dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and judging the desires and thoughts of the heart. No creature is hidden from his presence, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we will give an account. Therefore, having a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold tightly to our confession, for we do not have a high priest that cannot be influenced by our weaknesses, but one who is tempted in all things, just as we are, but without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and grace to help us in a time of need. Chapter 5 For every high priest who is taken from among the people is appointed to represent them to God, so that he offers gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can act with compassion for the ignorant and wayward, because he is subject to weakness. And because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins, as well as for the people. And no one receives this honor, except those who are called by God, just as Aaron was. And thus Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was glorified by the one who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Also, in another place he says, You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Well, in the days of his mortality, Jesus offered both prayers and supplications, with loud cries and tears, to the one who was able to save him from death. He was heard because of his reverence and faith. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him being designated by God as a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. We have much to say about this, and it is difficult to explain because you have become dull of hearing. And for this reason, you ought to be teachers at this time, but you need someone to again teach you the fundamental principles of the things God has spoken. You now need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For that person is a child, but solid food is for the mature, the ones who have their abilities of perception trained to discern both good and evil. Hebrews chapter 6. Therefore we must move beyond the basic teaching about Christ. Let us move on to maturity, not establishing the foundation again, repentance from dead works, and faith in God, teaching about baptisms, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And we will do this if God permits, 
For it is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, tasted of the heavenly gift, become partners of the Holy Spirit, and tasted of the good word of God and the miracles of the age, to come and then to have fallen, to restore them again to repentance, because they are re-crucifying the Son of God for themselves and holding him to a public shame. For a land that has soaked up the rain that often falls on it, and produces a crop useful for the sake of the one who cultivated it, receives a blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and thistles, it is useless and near to being cursed, and its end is to be burned. But we are persuaded about you, dear friends, that things are better in relation to your salvation, even though we speak this way. For God is not so unjust as to overlook your work and your love, which you have shown for his name, because you have served the saints and you continue to serve the saints. We desire each of you to demonstrate the same eagerness for the fulfillment of hope until the end, so that you will not become sluggish, but imitators of those who inherit the promises through faith and patience. When God made a promise to Abraham, he swore by himself, because he could swear by no one greater, saying, Surely I will bless you and multiply you. And thus he waited patiently and obtained the promise. For people swear by something that is greater than them, and the confirmation of the oath is an end of all dispute. So when God wanted to show the unchangeable nature of his will more clearly to the heirs of the promise, he administered it with an oath, so that we who have fled for refuge in him may find strong encouragement to hold tightly to the hope set before us, which is established by two unchangeable things in which it is not possible for God to lie. We have this hope as a fixed and sure anchor for the soul that reaches inside the veil, where Jesus, our forerunner, entered for us, and he became a priest after the order of Melchizedek forever. That's the end of Hebrews chapter 6 and the end of our reading for the week. Thanks for listening. We'll join you again next week.